Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Welcome to Speaking of Travel. This is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening right here on News Radio 570 WWNC 880 and 92.9 The Revolution. And be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net. There's lots to look at, a lot of great pictures, and you can join the Speaking of Travel Travel Club. We have a lot in store for 2018, so be sure to sign up. Speaking of Travel is brought to you by the Asheville Regional Airport. They've got five airlines, 11 nonstop destinations, and connect you anywhere in the whole wide world. And you know what? When you fly home, your home. No road trip required. Also brought to you by Appalachian Realty. They've been helping people call Asheville home since 1979. That's a good long time. And remember, you can listen to Speaking of Travel anywhere, anytime in the whole wide world on your free iHeartRadio app. We know one of the reasons I moved to the mountains of western North Carolina 40 years ago was this beautiful natural environment we have all around us. And there's nothing better than getting out into nature and taking a good hike. You're out there. The birds are chirping. There's some unknown something skittering around in the bushes. Leaves are blowing in the wind. Hiking is perhaps one of the most popular outdoor activities all over the world. And you know what? Moving through nature will relax your mind, turn down the volume on all that mental chatter going on in your head, and just make you feel at one with something bigger than you. Well, my guests today love to hike and are here to tell us all about why a good hike is good for us, where to go, and how to get going. Randy Fluharty was just elected president of the Carolina Mountain Club, and he's here to introduce some of his guests and talk about hiking. Randy, it is so great to have you in the studio today. Well, thanks, Marilyn. We're very glad to be here and uh, look forward to talking with you about hiking. I brought two guests with me today, Elaine Tennon, who's been a member for a couple of years and um, has done a lot of hiking both locally with the club and elsewhere, and as well as domestically and internationally. And uh, Carol Kiplinger, uh, Carol uh, is also a long-term member of the Carolina Mountain Club and has done hiking all over the world. And um, so he has a lot to share with us today. Well, Western North Carolina is like one of the most popular hiking destinations maybe in the whole wide world. We've got the Great Smoky Mountains, the Appalachians, the Blue Ridge. Randy, give us a little bit of history about the um, Carolina Mountain Club. I know it's been around for a long time. It's one of the oldest. It was started in 1923, so it's been around a long time and um, been in continuous operations since then. And um, we have about a 1,000 members now, and we do a lot of – of course, we have several hikes a week – either half-day or full-day hikes. The other thing that we do, we do a couple other things. We also do trail maintenance. Uh, a lot of these trails take a lot of wear of tear, of, of course, with not only people hiking on them, but the wear and tear of the weather, uh, erosion, and so forth. And so we have 
um, a lot of people that help us with trail maintaining. We maintain over 400 miles of trails, both Appalachian Trail, the Mountains to the Sea Trail, and other trails in Western North Carolina. Wow, I am really moved to know that there are people who get out and and are serve. That's a service for all of us who who want to get out and and take a hike. Well, it is, but I can tell you, um, these guys have a lot of fun out there. Um, it's a lot of work. Um, you come home tired, but with a feeling that you've really done something good and uh, accomplished something, and that, that's always a good feeling. Right. Well, Elaine, tell us a little bit about yourself. You've been in Asheville for a couple of years. You moved here from California, I understand. Uh, yes, I moved here a little over two years ago, and Um, Before I even made the move, I looked up hiking and found CMC and have been absolutely thrilled with this organization. It's just been absolutely terrific. It's provided me with a whole new backyard. Uh, Coming from California is very different. So what I really, really like is the diversity, the people. The um, I learn a lot from everybody. Western North Carolina is much different than Southern California. And uh, so it's been absolutely terrific. And uh, I appreciate Randy is a great leader. And I appreciate uh, everybody in the club. It's been terrific. It sounds like such a nice, uh, large group. And Carol, what about you? Where did you move here from? What's well, your story? I moved down here from uh, northern in Minnesota and Iowa and Illinois. And I moved down here in February of 1995. Um, I really didn't do any hiking until I came down here. <clears throat> um, and I, I think it was in September of 2000, I think it was, I, I was volunteering for Habitat for Humanity. And I met a couple, uh, Carol and Ken Deal, who were in, in the hiking club, and they told me about the club. So I immediately uh, contacted uh, the hike leader for that next weekend and he graciously picked me up and, and took me on the hike, and and I'll never forget that he put me right in the middle of the group, and about every hundred yards or so he'd check to see if I was okay. <laughs> so it, it was quite an experience, and um, I I lead hikes. I, I do a little bit of maintenance. I don't do a lot, uh, but I do lead hikes, and I hike uh, normally. I hike around seven hundred to seven hundred fifty miles a year, roughly between the United States and in foreign countries. So let me ask you all, why do you hike? I mean, you've talked about, you know, uh, being outdoors and, and having a new backyard. But, you know, give me a little bit of an idea about that inertia that makes you want to go out and hike. Well, I think <clears throat> there's a number of reasons why I, why I hike. Um, first of all, it's good physical fitness. It's it's good for you. Um, it's it's also good mentally. And you mentioned that a while. It's it's a it's good to get out in the woods and away from the cement and away from the traffic noise and the feeling that you get when you're on top of a mountain, looking out over mountain ranges or down into a valley, or seeing a sunset or a sunrise. It's just incredible. And um, so there's a mental thing. There's a physical thing. Um, and uh, those two t- together, I, I grew up hiking. I grew up hiking with my father. And so it's sort of 
um, been and bred into me to to be a hiker. Another thing, it's easy to do. It's you don't need a lot of equipment, and it's something you can do anywhere. You don't have to go to a specific course or um, uh, court, and uh, it's something you can walk out your front door and do. It's putting on your boots, I guess, right, Elaine? It's uh, it's all in the head. It's kind of what what turns you on, what you're passionate for. Um, Randy covered a majority of the way I think most of us feel. Um, there's just a love for being out in nature and uh, away from the noise, away from traffic, away from the city life. And mentally, you you think and you reflect on things you may not think about on your everyday life. And um, you meet new people, new relationships. Um, and then for me, I love to take uh, photos. So for me, it's it's my way of grabbing those beautiful sceneries and just feeling really good out there. And it's great exercise. Well, oh, Carol, you know, uh, there, there's so many benefits for hiking. Uh, and Randy's mentioned, you know, the phys- physical aspect, the mental aspect. Uh, one of the things when you're out there and it's silent and when you walk more back to your car and you start hearing the motorcycles and the traffic, it, it, you almost want to turn around and go back. Well, hiking for me personally is all of those things too. It's and, and feeling that the the world is right here at your fingertips. Right. And we bring the world to you on speaking of travel. This is Tina Kinsey, and I'm with Asheville Regional Airport, and I've got a travel tip for you today. It's important to be a savvy traveler, understand the difference between different airlines' products. If you need to arrive at your destination on a certain day by a certain time, you may want to consider planning your flight arrival for the day before you need to be there. Air travel can always be delayed or canceled due to so many reasons, such as weather or mechanical issues. The airlines will certainly honor your ticket and get you rebooked as soon as possible, but remember, every airline is different. Some airlines have frequent flights every day, but other airlines may only fly a couple of days every week, so their ability to rebook you can vary. The bottom line, plan for flexibility. Airlines do their best to manage unforeseen situations, but they can't magically produce another plane and seats on that plane to accommodate every issue. So, let's say you've got a cruise booked. Don't rely on an airline to deliver you to the city port just hours before your cruise time. Plan your trip to arrive the day before. Then, if something unforeseen happens, you still have time to go to Plan B. It's just smart planning. All this said, the good news is that airlines operate on time most of the time. Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979.
Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars Be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel Facebook page, and you can follow us on Twitter at hashtag SpeakTravelToMe. This is Marilyn Ball. I'm here with Randy and Elaine and Carol. We're talking about the um, Carolina hiking. What is it called? Carolina Mountain Club. Carolina Mountain Club. And you said that it was started in 1923? That's right. I mean, it's hard to think of... uh, you know, what were they wearing? <laughs> Where did they go to get their gear? Probably a lot different from the things we wear today. Uh, that's for sure. I bet. But, you know, when you think about um, how this great country of ours was founded, uh, it wasn't like people took their cars and, you know, buses to get from point A to point B. They they kind of had to hike, right? That's correct. It's kind of an endless <laughs> hike, if you will. <laughs> So, Randy, how long have you been with the hiking group here? About five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, uh, <clears throat> I retired about four and a half years ago. And uh, in doing so, I wanted to have a, a plan to retire. Uh, and one of the first things I decided to do was to join the, the Carolina Mountain Club because I knew I wanted to hike more than I had been able to during my career. Because you br- you said you were... You were brought up hiking. Your dad yes. was a hiker. My dad was a big hiker, and we hiked together. And then I've instilled that in my children as well, because they're they're good hikers now too. And and I was lucky enough to find a, a wife who also likes to hike. Well, that worked out. And Elaine, you were talking about um, when you were in California, and also you've you've hiked internationally. So. If you're going to visit another country, do you intentionally look for places where you can get your boots out and go hiking, or does it just happen? No, I I make plans. Um, I Google wherever I want to go. There's a lot of hiking associations, and I like to go in a group situation because then um, I feel more secure and safe. And it's easier to make plans. And also, um, I tend to either hike with some friends. My husband um, hikes, but at a lower level than I do. So I go on the higher level ones without him. So. And when you talk about higher level, does that actually mean steeper level or uh, longer distance? Well, a combination. So miles per day um, plus elevation gain. So you can vary your hiking ability and do whatever you want to do. So there's, if you go online, you can do much easier ones. There's moderate. There's harder ones. So you find the level that suits you. So that's that's pretty much what I do. That sounds great. And Carol, you mentioned that you lead hikes. What does that mean? You lead a hike. Well, in the in the Carolina Mountain Club, uh, and we schedule about what is it about three four hundred hikes a year, roughly. And um, each hike has a leader, and that leader is responsible for going out and scouting the hike, making sure that it's a safe situation for everybody. Um, you know, keeping close tabs uh, on the hikes, uh, the people that are hiking with you, 
And in each each hike, uh, the hike leader will ask or designate someone to be the sweep. And the sweep is the last person, which is pretty much as important as the hike leader uh, in order to keep the group together and so nobody gets lost. And we have had situations, <laughs> well, I've been involved myself, where people have gotten off the trail. And um, <clears throat> so safety for the group is very paramount. Uh, it's probably the highest priority, and you know, making sure everybody gets back safe. Um, and also, the hike leader should carry a first aid kit, or if somebody else has a first aid kit, or if there's somebody who has a health problem um, that may be subject to bee stings, for example. Um, and so, you have to be aware of a lot. It's, there's, I think, there's a lot of responsibility. Uh, but it's for me uh, being able to take people out and leading them into new experiences uh, and some physical exertion and some sweat. Um, and maybe uh, after the hike, you might have a beer and a cooler <laughs> or other soft drinks. Um, so it's it's a very rewarding experience. It sounds like yeah. it's very rewarding and, and can be – uh, tempered for whatever comfort level you feel like you would want to do. So, Randy, how many you, you Carol? You mentioned you do so many hikes per year. I mean, how do you come up with a schedule for where you're going to go, what you're going to offer? I think the uh, the club is very well organized in that respect, and it's one of the things that really drew me to them. And that we we put out a quarter's worth of hikes. Every quarter we have, uh, we publish the next quarter's hikes, and that starts with the uh, schedulers sending out an email to the uh, hike leaders, or potential hike leaders, saying, "We need hike leaders for this next quarter. Can you do it? Here are the dates." Hike leaders choose a date. They choose a hike that they want to take, and then it gets into this. Um, published quarterly schedule that then people can look at and decide which hikes they want to go on. And this is on our on your website. It is on the website. Uh, yes, and we also put out uh, to the members. We also put out a schedule called Let's Go, and we have an e news newsletter that we put out um, for other uh, communication. And tell us how we can go about. Checking that out. Well, if you do uh, want to check us out, and I hope you will, um, go to www.carolinamountainclub.org. Carolinamountainclub.org. So give us an idea of some of the hikes that you have coming up. Well, let's see. I just did one on that. I tend to like the Appalachian Trail. I just did a hike, led a hike from uh, Brown Gap up to Max Patch. And there may be several of your listeners who know about Max Patch. It is a place where there's a 360-degree view that is just unbeatable. Um, so uh, I've done some more on the, the Mountains to the Sea Trail. We, we do a lot on the Mountains to the Sea, a lot on the Appalachian Trail. Uh, I guess I've got one coming up, another Appalachian Trail one that's going to be over – in the uh, Hot Springs area up in Madison County, the Bluff Mountain, I'm going to do the Appalachian Trail from a place called Lemon Gap to Garenflow Gap. 
And so that's my that's my next lead hike. Those sound great. And and give us an idea of how many people go on a hike. It, it really it really varies. Um, we get um, anywhere from ten to eighteen, I guess, usual. But there are some days that are a lot bigger than that. If it's a really popular hike and the weather's good, the sun's out and it's warm, and it's not over 10 miles, then you know you may get up in the 20s. Uh, but um, we can have as few as I went on one not too long ago. It was, there was eight. So it really does vary. And then I would imagine um, that you you meet new people. You must be all of you meeting new people all the time. Well, it's a real source for me of new friends. Um, you know, when you leave your workplace, you don't see your work friends too much anymore. Uh, and I really missed that. Um, but I've made a whole new set of friends. And so that, that's that been great. And the other thing about the club is it allows you to do hikes that you can't do on your own. There, before, when I was just hiking on my own, I would just do a hike to a point and have to turn around and come back. But now you can do shuttle hikes where you leave some cars at one point and the other cars at another point, and you can hike from point A to point B and don't have to walk back to point A. That means you can walk further without having to repeat yourself. Well, that sounds great. So you've got these wonderful opportunities to meet new people, uh, be out in nature, connect with um, with the world right here in your own backyard. And coming up is the Gourmet Highway. We'll be back. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. As newcomers flocked to Asheville over the last 50 years, they joined with locals to breathe new energy into the city. Maryland Ball traces the bonds of community that give rise to Asheville today in her book, The Rise of Asheville, an exceptional history of community building. It's available at Malaprops, Barnes & Noble, Loft on Broadway, and Amazon.com. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away. Starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. We're here with my good friend Doc Lawrence. He's out on the Gourmet Highway today. Doc is in Key West. Hello, Maryland. Key West, 
It's a place familiar to you and to me. We've been here together before. I'm standing right in front of mile zero post, the very end of the line for US-1. The next stop going south is Havana, Cuba. But I don't want to go there. I want to go buy you and me a Cuban sandwich with a daiquiri. How does that sound? Let's walk over to Duval Street, the main drag here in Key West. And Key West was known to the Cubans when it was theirs. It's Stella Morrow, a name I kind of prefer. It means the star of the sea, and this certainly is that. You walk down Duval Street, you've got bars and restaurants that are the equal of anything in Europe or New York. The shops don't close. They seem to stay open most of the night. Bookstores galore, celebrities like you have never seen. I just saw George Clooney a few minutes ago. Wow, what a guy. The best day in my life and our life here in Maryland is a visit to Ernest Hemingway's home. Remember when you came here with me? Just think back now, because I just was there earlier. Built in 1851, this Florida estate is where Papa, as his friends called him, wrote a farewell to arms and for whom the bell tolls. His presence is everywhere. The art, the collections, his books, his furniture, his studio, his old Underwood typewriter. But the thing that stands out the most are the descendants of his cats. Hemingway's cats, and he loved cats, all had six toes. The descendants of Papa's cats are here today and they all have six toes. And to say that's romantic, if not cute, is an understatement. It is perfect. And old Ernie, Papa Hemingway, loved a good drink. Sloppy Joe still has daiquiris. They still have the presence, the aura of Papa all over the place. Come on over to Mallory Square this afternoon and let's watch the sunset. There'll be thousands gathered with us as we enjoy a margarita, a daiquiri, maybe both, and watch the sun go down and sing some songs, hug each other, and have a good time and behave ourselves. One of my favorite places here on the island is Harry Truman's Little White House. Our president was a man of great pleasures, a man that enjoyed his heritage, and he enjoyed a little bourbon each morning before he started playing the role as a great president. He loved to walk through here, and the Denisons loved Harry. Finishing a day off here means going to the Audubon House. If you like art, the art of James J. Audubon covers all the walls, the gardens, and the grounds are to die for. Guess who else lived here and wrote here? Tennessee Williams. Mr. Williams said that he wrote everywhere he went, but he wrote better when he was here in Key West. Just imagine writing Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, The Glass Menagerie, uh, all those wonderful stories put into play form drama by Tennessee Williams, and he really dominates, like Hemingway, the culture of the island. This is a place where you're going to see Pulitzer Prize winners, ordinary folks, people from Scandinavia, New Yorkers, even an occasional nice lady, talented lady from Asheville, North Carolina. Who knows? But I can tell you this. If you're looking for a getaway that you will never forget, the way to go to Key West, the preferred destination in my travel book, is over the 
Overseas Highway. Yes, you get just south of Miami on US-1, and you're on a bridge that used to be the railroad trestle, and it was blown off by a hurricane. They made a highway out of it that takes you into Key West, and there's the Atlantic on both sides, and it is beyond beautiful. Maryland, that's about all we have time for today. I wish we could tour the island a little bit more. We'll do it some other time. Now i got to get ready to pack, leave, go to another destination for Gourmet Highway and for another edition of Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. This is Doc Lawrence saying goodbye until next time. Thanks, Doc. I remember those wonderful times together in Key West, and I can't wait to find out where you're going next. Have a great week. Randy, when we were talking about the the people who go out and service the maintenance, the trails, are these people volunteering? Do they just do it because they love to do it? Exactly. We all of our work is done through volunteers, and that's trail maintenance. It's hike leaders. It's people that serve on the council or on our committees. We have a number of committees that make all this happen, and all of it's volunteer. We have no paid staff. So you, being the president, and then do you have a vice president and a treasurer? And yes, we have about fourteen people on our council with various committees and in charge of various aspects of the club. Now, do people pay to go on these hikes? Uh, no, they don't. They're, we do ask people to join the Carolina Mountain Club, and that is a very nominal $20 a year. So um, uh, that is the only payment we ask. And you can come on the hikes and try us without joining. And usually your hikes are on Sundays and then Wednesdays. Do you do other days? How does that work? Some Saturdays. Um, mostly we have a half-day Sunday, a full-day Sunday, a full-day Wednesday that are official hikes. And then uh, certain Saturdays we also have what they call a three-fourths day hike. So, Carol, when we were talking about um, scheduling, if somebody contacts you and says, we've got a hike here, I guess you look at your schedule and say, oh, I can do that. How do you get chosen to be the tour leader? Normally, the person who's scheduling the hikes will let the person that's going to lead a hike to choose where he or she wants to go. Um, and sometimes uh, the individuals that volunteer to put these hikes together um, will have a very broad knowledge of the hikes. And if somebody questions, well, I'm not sure where to go, <clears throat> they'll get a suggestion from that person. And it, it works in that manner. Um, normally, the hikes are scheduled by a quarterly basis, and they send out an email to all the hike leaders um, and by the way, we have a um, an annual dinner for our hike leaders, which is coming up February 23rd. Um, and that's our way, the club's way of thanking the hike leaders, you know, for their efforts. Um, and then once you make your schedule, you're expected to scout that hike ahead of time. Um, Unless you know the trail real good. But even if you know the trail good and you've been on it two weeks before that, you could run into some problems, uh, fall downs, uh, various things, um, uh, an erosion of the trail, 
when you do the hike. So it's important that the hike leader does do uh, scout the hike ahead of time. And here again, it's for the safety of the hikers. Well, you know, I, I spent a good bit of time on your website perusing what hikes you have coming up and the way that you describe the hikes. And I'll tell you, they just sound so much fun because, I mean, I've lived in Asheville for 40 years. I've never heard of some of these places. And when you go and you meet this your group, let's say at a, a location that's just 15 minutes away from where I live, and then within an hour, you're someplace – that just sounds so exotic and um, and fabulous. Uh, that's really uh, that's so great that we're able to do that right here in our own backyard. It is. We're very lucky to have the mountains we have here. Yeah. And you have so much camaraderie. I love that part about what this club is about is that sense of camaraderie. And it sounds like you have. I mean, just sitting here today in the studio. Uh, you talked about diversity, but certainly diversity of age. Um, that you, you know, you don't have to be a young spring chicken uh, who hikes, you know, or runs marathons. Uh, you've got people of all ages and all levels of health and and well being. I think that says a lot about what you're doing. One of our initiatives, you mentioned age, one of our initiatives is the uh, Youth Partner Challenge, where we're trying to get youth into the hiking uh, hobby at, a, at an early age. And we have a, a series of if the, the youth and a part, an adult partner do eight of, um, I think, a list of ten hikes. They get a patch, and they get uh, recognition uh, by the club. Well, that sounds perfect. <clears throat> Hiking, opening up your mind, being able to be out in nature, you know, it's um, its its almost like a miracle. It's a drug, <laughs> a healthy drug. <laughs> yeah. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Blue Ridge Motorcycling Magazine is a quarterly guide to the best rides and most interesting riders. Available in newsstands and at BlueRidgeMotorcyclingMagazine.com. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away. Starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. 
Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net. You'll be able to find past podcasts, listen to some of the guests that I've had on the show that will inspire you and educate you and just get you motivated to get out and go do something different. Well, talk about doing something different. Today we're talking hiking. And I, you know, I'm just having such a great time and feeling like looking outside, I just want to get get my gear on, go out for a hike. I've got Randy and Elaine and Carol here in the studio. It's great having you here. So speaking of gear, let's talk about that for a minute because, you know, there are so many outfitters these days. It's like it seems like every other you know, store, especially in Western North Carolina, is selling you some kind of outdoor gear because we have so much to do. But I wouldn't even know if I walked in what kind of boots to buy or shoes to wear. And when I went on your website, I saw people had these poles. Like, what's up with that? I don't even know what that means. Well, you know, when I moved here coming from uh, easy Southern California, the first thing I learned was there's no bad weather, there's only bad gear. <laughs> so I have learned how to be prepared. And that is the biggest uh, challenge I think all of us have, especially out here. The weather changes so much. And that's really, really important. Well, I think just in the past 40 minutes we've been talking, the weather's changed about four times. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? You you layer? Is that like an important component, Randy? I, I think that is important. And um, and and the material, the kind of material. Uh, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I'll just pull on my blue jeans. But jeans really aren't a very good thing to hike in. Um, if they get wet, that they're cotton and they just feel like lead around your legs. So what we do is we wear pants that are made from synthetics uh, that dry quickly, that are light, that a lot of us wear pants that can be, the legs can be zipped off. So if it starts out cool in the morning, you want long pants, but then it gets hot in the afternoon, you can zip off the legs and have shorts. So being flexible, layers, uh, several layers, so that, again, you can take them on and off because you don't want to get your clothing damp from perspiration and avoid cotton. Yes. No, that is no good cotton. To know. No, no cotton. cotton. Not even socks, yeah. especially socks. So what do you, you wear? Know. Wool? I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Most people do wear wool, uh wool socks year round. Um so that's good. And and I would say that that f- your your footwear is probably the most important part of your gear. Uh, having a good boot or hiking shoe to support your foot and ankle is is probably the, one of the most important things you can do. Don't try to go on a mountain trail in a pair of sneakers. Uh, they're okay if you're on a flat surface in the city, but but um, it, you really need a good a good hiking shoe. That's probably the most important piece of gear that we uh, invest in. And Carol, tell us a little about those. Um I don't know. What are they? They're like ski poles. What are those? Well, hiking <clears throat> hiking poles uh, are very important, especially in, in the terrain that we have here in western North Carolina. <clears throat> when I first started hiking, um, I didn't use poles. And I thought, well, you know, my legs were strong and I just get dependent on them. But then as I, as I went along, one time we had a group who were hiking up in Canada, and somebody said, well, why don't you try these poles? 
And so I tried them. I thought, well, you know, they really work well. And shortly before that hike, I had scouted a hike that I was going to lead up to Mount LeConte on the Rainbow Trail, which is seven miles and 4,000 foot elevation climb. And so when I came back from that trip in Canada, I went out and bought poles, and I have not hiked without them since. So they do you get such, those adjusted? Well, yeah, they're adjustable, uh, and they now they have a, a clip system, which makes it very simple to adjust. And one of the most important times <clears throat> with poles is we have so many rocky situations here and a lot of streams to cross, and it's it's. And there's a lot of people that don't use poles, but I see more and more, and I'm a, I'm a very strong advocate of poles. Um, I probably could not hike without them. And I used to be afraid of get, being dependent on them, but it's not a matter of being dependent on them. It's a matter of necessity. But physically also, it does take the stress off your knees, and that is a yeah. issue for all of us as we as we mature well especially especially in a downhill situation uh they're easy to adjust you make them longer when you go downhill and make them a little shorter when you go uphill uh, they're lightweight they're very strong um, you can spend 150 dollars for some poles or you can spend 39 dollars um, so it's 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 a really important part of the gear. Well, I feel that, like they go ahead. I feel like they give your upper body some exercise too, so it it gives that added benefit. Well, I'll tell you when I go to the Y this afternoon, I'm going to start walking with one of those machines that you can actually be. It kind of simulates. Mm-hmm that hiking with the poles. But I would imagine that being a member of the club, uh, that you're privy to getting information on being prepared, what to get, where to go, all of that kind of information. Well, you, know, um, you can go online you, and you can get a thorough day hike checklist online. And um, a lot of organizations provide it. Uh, and it they're great. I mean, they're very thorough, has everything. For some people who are just starting hiking, it's great to know exactly what the 10 essentials are, what you should have in your pack, and um, to be safe. I mean, you really want to be safe and uh, in what to bring and what not to bring. And um, I think that's a great way to start if you've never done this before. I think we also learn from each other. You know, I will go on a hike with somebody, and they'll pull out something out of the pack, and, oh, that's really neat. I th- I'm going to get one of those. And so I, we we learn from each other. Well, I learned well, from Randy, um, not familiar with this terrain and with the weather, that the there's a thermarest uh, little pad that you could sit on. So a lot of times you're out there, and it's wet everywhere, or it's cold. So uh, that's been a fifteen dollar uh, purchase that has been wonderful. So you do learn from each other. I, I think at this point, when you're talking about preparation, um, we do have an organization here uh, called American Pilgrims on the Camino. Uh, now the Camino is hiking in Europe. Um, we have monthly meetings, and the last two months, for example, we had meetings that was open to people. And we had different stations on what to do and what to what to wear. Um, and although that basically pertains to hiking in Europe or in the Caminos, uh, but it also applies to local hiking. 
And it's a good place. We have a lot of people come there that have no knowledge of it. And they're able to talk to people that have a lot of experience and to find out what you need to wear. And in addition to boots, of course, are the most one of the most important, the pack that you have. Because if you're on an all-day hike and you're hiking 10, 12, 14 miles or more, um, you're going to carry food. You need a, a little light rain jacket because of the temperatures and weather changes from mile to mile here when you're out. Um, and, you know, I know we've all hiked. It's sunny, and all of a sudden, boom, you know, you're in a storm, so you have to know what to do. Well, it sounds like you you have a lot of resources that if I were a novice and just thinking that, wow, you know, I, I look outside, I see this beautiful terrain, this beautiful geography, what's really back there? I'd like to get out and into it and maybe meet some new people along the way that the resources are there. Tell us again the website so we can get on and check it out. Yes, it's www.carolinamountainclub.org. Perfect. You know, it sounds to me hearing, um, you know, being prepared, uh, kind of being able to um, stretch yourself, try new things, meet new people. I love the camaraderie that you're – I can almost envision being at the end of the hike. You're sweaty. You've accomplished. You've climbed. You've come down. You've crossed rivers. Now you're sitting at the, you know, at the picnic table opening up the cooler, maybe popping a cold one or, you know, And a drinking, high five. And a high <laughs> five. I just love that, that, that the investment of – you know, preparing to have good shoes, good boots, good socks, good poles is is definitely worth uh, the investment in the outcome of what you get. Would you all agree with that? Yes, it's not hard. The, getting the right gear is not hard. It's it's enriched my life. It's I love that. So thank you all, Elaine and Randy and Carol. Thank you so much for being here today. I, I'm inspired now. I want to go out and I'm going to check out your hike schedule. And um, I've been on your website a couple of times, and it's it's like a wish list. Well, like thank, oh. you. thank you so much for inviting us. Oh, uh, it's my pleasure. So and we're going to have you back. We'll do it again, so we can really delve in a little bit more to to getting prepared and and educating ourselves on what hiking is all about. We look forward to it. Okay. Thank awesome. you for having us. You bet. Well, listen, go out and have a great week. And you know what? Step off the cement. Get your feet into the dirt. Smell the flowers. It's almost spring. And remember, don't postpone joy. Joy.